Work like you don't need the money. Love like you've never been hurt. And dance like nobody's watching. Now, who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Well, hey, everybody, it's Dr. Chris Griffin, and we are back. This is the first episode of season two. We are so glad that you chose to join us. And of course, the person who gave that amazing and funny quote that we just had at the first of the show was none other than the timeless one, Satchel Page. The most amazing thing that I think he ever did, he didn't make his Major League Baseball debut until age 42. That was amazing in 1948 for the Cleveland Indians. And he actually was in the All-Star game in 1952 and 53 after that. Can you imagine? This is somebody my age that just now made it to the major leagues, and he still got a record of 150 before he hung him up. This guy was something else. And now, of course, he's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So that quote you can attribute to Satchel. Uh, he's an amazing guy. If you want to read up on him, I would check it out. Uh, but what we're here today for, season two of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, there are a couple things. Today's show, what I would like to do is I would like to lay the groundwork for what we're going to talk about this season. There are a couple of points that I would like to make, the first of which is something that I've been seeing a trend lately. I don't like the trend. I'm kind of part of the trend, and maybe I'm part of the problem, but I would love to do anything in my power to reverse this. And so what I would say is uh, if you have paid any attention at all, going to a seminar, it's just not what it used to be. Of course, I am a guy who occasionally I will put on a seminar, and I'll tell you, they're way, way harder to do than they used to be. They're more expensive and they're harder to fill. It's like a double whammy. Uh, when I was getting out of school, I would routinely go to a seminar and not just the big seminars like the ADA and the AGD, not just those, but even smaller shows like the Profitable Dentist Show in Destin, Florida. You'd have upwards of over a thousand dentists in the room and I just thought hey this is the most amazing thing to see all these colleagues and you see the same speaker you have these shared experiences and and it's just hard <laughs> if you've been to these shows it's just not the same you know what are a few reasons I guess, uh, you know, when I when, ones I can think of, online CE is cheaper. No doubt about it. You can get a lot of free CE out there. I actually have done two courses for Dentaltown, which are very inexpensive. I have enjoyed doing them, and I, and I think it's an amazing platform to be able to go and from the comfort of your own home watch a show or really get some good out of it and take them, some things back to your practice. It's just not the same, though, as being there, though, is it? Also, it's real convenient to not have to go somewhere. It is a hassle to travel to a CE location. I know that we sweated it out every time that we did one of our larger events as to where to have it. We try to be centrally located, you know, you try to be centrally located in the US or you try you try to be close to an airport that has maybe a hub of a major carrier. Because on the other end, some people like to get away from everything, get off to a secluded resort. You know, that's that's an option for some people. It's hard to figure out what people really want. And we do understand it's a hassle to travel there. Why is that? 
Well, the staff, sometimes it's hard for them to go with you. And I think it's important to carry your team to a lot of courses that you're going to. But if your staff's going to complain, if they have to be away from home for a while, then that's an issue. Also, if they're not going, what if you've got to go and you've got to close down the practice to go because you're the only dentist there? Maybe they're going to complain about that, losing hours and losing some pay. So, you know, you're kind of stuck there. Some dentists feel like they're going to be so wiped out after they travel to the CE course that they just won't be their best Monday morning. Uh, You always joke about, boy, I hope I don't have a root canal Monday morning, you know or something difficult, really difficult. And a lot of dentists just kind of know themselves and they know that they're going to lose focus by the end of the first day. Probably if it's a multi-day event, they're probably going to skip some of the sessions anyway. So why do we go? And uh, and some dentists are just jaded and they feel like a lot of C's just terrible and not worth their time, money, and trouble. And hey, I've been to some of those courses too, but I will tell you, I don't think that I've ever been to a single live course in my whole life where I didn't at least take home one really awesome whatever you want to call it pearl gem light bulb idea to take home with you and implement and make your own life and your own practice better and you know if you're if you're the kind of person that says that it's just not worth the time trouble and money you're probably not focused and trying as hard as you could to to really get something out of it but there are a lot of reasons the reasons you could come up with tons of reasons if you don't want to do something you can always come up with a reason and it's hard to dispute some of those items on the list for for some people absolutely they're valid but i would tell you that live ce in our industry it's kind you know i did an article recently a blog post called is live ce dead and it got a lot of traction a lot of people email me about it and and a couple of people went to interview me about it and the thing that i was trying to point out is yes it is possibly beginning to decline and maybe that is what some people would call dying but it is such an important thing for our profession that we keep live ce vibrant and going because you just lose so much if you're not doing some live ce sometimes i can tell you i've got a lot of friends i've got a lot of friends who have totally cut off going to live ce they just do online stuff now and they're the worst for it they're they're the ones that are getting behind they're the ones that are not really sure of what direction to go and 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 what everybody else is doing out there uh, you know they're the ones that are falling behind and then once they start falling behind it just makes their life kind of snowball in a bad direction and they're the ones that start talking about retiring early i mean that is I mean, i'm not kidding you there's an absolute correlation between my friends who say they hate going to live ce courses and also want to sell their practice early it's just it's, it's almost a perfect correlation and the ones who make time at least once a year and probably truthfully the best ones do it more than once a year to take time to go to a live ce course they're the ones that are blowing the roof off their practice and you know if they're talking about retiring it's just because they're doing so well they want to retire and maybe own multiple practices or do a lot of other crazy stuff that someone who just sort of sits in their own little world and never gets out and never challenges themselves they they can't see it real quickly let me say that as this year's podcast progresses i'm going to get interviews with people who are running different ce venues uh, live ce and we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about how awesome their events are we're going to talk about why we feel that live ce is still so important for our profession and i'm going to encourage you guys to go Uh, and you know this next year 2018 let's go ahead let's just get out a red pen and let's let's mark some dates off and find a course 
that fits those dates and let's just get out of the office and go. And I would encourage you, hey, once a year, it's good. Take your team with I do that. I take my whole team with me once a year. That's that's just something that the more progressive practices are going to be doing, okay? So let's go ahead in 2018, let's pick one out. If you want to see the top five seminars that I think are out there in the next year, we have actually got a new app in the App Store, the Dental Capacity Academy app. It has got all of our old podcasts on it, and it also has uh, the top five upcoming CE events. I'm trying to keep that updated at, at any given time, the top five that I think are upcoming. So if you want to see that, you can go to the App Store and uh, find that app, download it, and check it out. And I, you'll see, and I, it, I've got links there if you want to go to those. I get nothing out of any of that. Uh, one of the one one or two of them maybe I'm speaking at. Uh, other than that, I just want you guys to go to these seminars uh, and take your team if at all possible, because you will you will be the guys then that are growing and learning and going to the next level, and you will not be talking about hey, Chris, do you know a good way that I could sell my practice early? <laughs> you know, that's what I don't want to happen. So we are going to have a focus this whole season on developing your ability to go take live CE courses and take the stuff you learn and bring it back to your practice and make your practice better. Okay, so that's, that's just that's one thing that we're going to talk about. Also, real quick, I would say, if you're still in doubt about this, let me just run down a little list uh, from the blog post that I did of things that I know that do help you when you go to a live CE course. Uh, number one, you can have live interaction with the teacher. I know that I do, and I, almost every teacher I know who gets up in front of a crowd, they'll take questions at the end of the session, Q&A uh, questions. So you can ask your question if you're a little bit shy about that. I know I do. Almost everyone will stand out in the hall and answer questions as long as you want to. So you get a little live interaction. Become friends with these people. Uh, I've become friends with so many people that I met who were lecturing to me. Uh, it's ridiculous. And so we're, you know, a lot of them, we still email each other back and forth or text or do hit, hit, hit each other up on Facebook or whatever. So that's one thing. Here's a big one, and this may be the biggest. Interaction with your friends or peers at the meeting. How in the world are you ever going to know? I mean, people. I'm not saying you get together and you say, "Oh, hey, what's your production last month?" I mean, I don't. If you want to do that, fine. I'm way beyond that. But, but uh, if whatever you have to do to have a connection with your friends and peers, so that you guys know, kind of, oh, hey, this is working for me. Oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't. I didn't know about that. Let me tell me about that. Oh, where did you buy that? You know, it's just all that kind of stuff. And so you guys can kind of calibrate yourselves against each other and learn learn really great new ways to do things. That, I think, is maybe the most overlooked thing about going and traveling to a live CE course. Even if it costs you thousands of dollars over time, look at your return on investment of just being with colleagues and talking and motivating, getting yourself motivated and learning techniques your friends and colleagues know that maybe you don't know because you can't know everything right so i think that is uh, that's a huge one discuss things at the breaks a lot of the world's problems get solved here in the space i'm talking about your own little personal dental world a lot of those problems get solved at the breaks talking to other people here's one how about talking to vendors one-on-one -on -one about new products and services now i know we're a little bit leery of stopping at a booth right because we're afraid somebody's going to try to sell us something 
But I'm here to tell you, everything that you use in your practice every day, you bought. Some of those things that I use every day, if I hadn't stopped and spoken to a person at an event, I wouldn't be using. And the things I use, they really help me. Look, I don't know. What would have, if, what would have happened to my interproximal composite life if in 1999 or 2000, I, hadn't been, I was walking on the trade show floor in Boston at the AACD meeting, and I ran into the guy that does... Uh, Contact pros. Well, now there's the rest of the story. 200 fillings a month later, since 2000, I use that thing 75% of the time. Uh, and, and, you know, I now have great contacts. It's not something you talk about, hey, but, you know, because we all hate doing fillings, right? Especially in our proximals. I wouldn't have really talked to my friends about that. I would have just have hated it forever. And uh, that walk through the trade floor really changed my life for the better. And it's just not, it's not just that, it's just anything. Just being exposed to new product services, procedures that you just can't see while you're sitting in your own little office world will really make your life better. Spend some time with them and maybe this will give you the confidence to actually implement a new idea or service. Whether it's something you learn from the lecturer, a colleague, or a trade show person, just the one-on-one interaction really gives you an opportunity to implement it with confidence. And if you bring your team, like we said, team bonding. A couple of years ago, I took my whole team to Orlando. We had a great day. After the seminar was over, we spent a full, a very full, a very full day. Like from the second the park opened till the second it closed at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. And we Harry Pottered it out. We rode all the water rides. Uh, Dudley Do-Right, I think, was the, the group favorite. We were sopping wet. Uh, drug ourselves back to the hotel like sopping wet dogs at the end of the day. But let me tell you, you know, you spend that many hours together, you have shared experiences, you get hot together, you sweat together, you have fun together. It's just a great bonding experience. And many, many, many big team drama issues have been worked out at seminars away from the daily grind. That's just the way it is. I know one in particular, there was a tense relationship between two people that got completely worked out on that trip. And uh, yeah, stuff doesn't last forever. You're still going to have conflicts in your office, but let me tell you, (laughs) it really helps to get away. It really does. So as far as this part goes, let me close this by saying, uh, no, I don't think LiveCE is dead, but it's declining And I really, really, really think there are still a bunch of great CE venues out there where you can still go and have the amazing experiences that you used to have. And it's my hope that you make the decision today to take that red pen and mark off some time in 2018 to attend at least one live CE event next year. And I hope every year from now on until you retire because our whole profession will be better for it as you will be served personally okay all right so that's that's my little spiel on that and every so often this season we're going to have interviews with amazing seminar uh, promoters the first one i'm going to share with you guys i think probably next week is going to be the ce director for this next year's 2018 dentaltown townie meeting dr jason luchtefeld and uh, it's going to be a great interview with him we had a lot of fun talked about a lot of stuff besides ce too Uh, So you guys want to tune in and listen to that. But uh, he is a good guy. And uh, full disclosure, I am speaking there next year. uh, But uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to that thing anyway. It's just a really, really awesome 
Uh, it's an awesome venue. Orlando's great. The hotel they're having it at, let me tell you, it's spectacular. So I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you to go to that meeting in particular, but hey, if you want to, it's a good one. So be paying attention to that. Also, another point of emphasis for this season, and I'm going to try to hit on this maybe every single episode, I think it's so important, is something I've been working towards for a long time. And finally, I tell you, I had I didn't share this last season because we were still in testing mode, and I don't want to share something that I didn't know worked great, okay? Because I, I just don't want to be that guy who's always telling you something that's the new big thing, the next shiny object, and I just want to I just want to test it myself. I want to get it out in a few other offices and test it. But we have discovered, I think, maybe the most powerful uh, bonus system in dentistry. I have done a lot of bad bonuses in my life, but this bonus is a good one. And uh, we're probably going to do whole episodes on this coming up because it is so amazing. And there are a few parts you have to learn to do it correctly, but it is something else. And uh, we're actually, we're going to do a live training on this particular bonus system next week. If you're listening to this, it may be this week for you. If you're listening, it's going to be September 19th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's going to be good. If, you, if you're if you interested in that live training, you can go to siliconvalleybonus.com. It's a website I set up to capture uh, your registration. So go there, sign up. If you're interested in that training, it's going to be pretty awesome, siliconvalleybonus.com. But why is it even important to have a bonus? You know, we we talked about the value of getting your team on board and getting them motivated. But in the past, there have been practice manager type people come on the scene and they tell you, oh, you need to do a bonus because you got to get your team motivated and this is the bonus you need to do or this is the bonus you need to do. And then there's a lot of doctors that just they see those bonuses and they innately know something's not 100% right. It just appears that that could get me into trouble, and they will get you into trouble almost always. And, of course, the dentists that saw that coming, a lot of them are like, well, I don't like bonuses at all. And I can see your point if you say that. And certainly dentists who have been burned by bonuses that are not the best bonuses in the world, uh, they certainly feel like bonuses don't work, and I don't blame them for thinking that either. There are, in particular, I think three bonuses that are really bad and i've done all three of them guys say look i take all the arrows for you right i i I would say i may have done more things wrong than just about any dentist out there in the 20 year period i've been practicing i've done everything you can fall for everything you can do bad i've probably done it so maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast because you just want to say you just want to listen and say oh what's this guy doing now that's bad Uh, but i have learned and i didn't understand the concepts behind those bonuses when i was doing them like the one we're doing now it's not going to have these problems it's totally sustainable it's totally motivational and it's just it's one of those things that back then when i did these other i'm calling them death spiral bonuses I just didn't understand. I just didn't. I, I was getting a quick fix, um, like a high, and it was going away quick. And I didn't really know what the problem was because I was just believing what the practice management experts were telling me. And I wasn't maybe thinking for myself, but I didn't have enough experience. I'm giving myself a little slack because I didn't have enough experience to know that I was doing something that was going to long term cause me trouble. And in the short term, I gave a lot of credit 
to the practice management people who did a good job for me because you do get a quick rush with these other bonus types but it fades away and so the consultants they're they're ready to take the praise on the front end and then in the long term they kind of disappear you know it's they don't like to take the blame they like to take the credit don't like to take the blame uh, and this season too i may be kind of hard on dental practice management consultants because uh, i have suffered mightily at their hands in the past and uh, without naming names i'm certainly gonna gonna shoot a few arrows back myself i suppose let me just get your mind thinking in this direction so if you are currently doing a bonus that is one that i would classify as a death spiral bonus i want to explain why that you better pay attention and you better watch out and make sure that bad stuff doesn't happen to you and of course you can always unwind these things sometimes they're painful to unwind and i'll just be honest you start messing with people's money and i'm talking about your employee salaries uh, things can get tricky and uh, you'd better have a real good relationship like this would be the time if you spent 12 hours in orlando with your team having fun at harry potter land this would be the time to break it to them that you're changing their bonus structure right because uh you want them on your side uh, or they could it could get sticky but the three death spiral bonuses that i'm going to be talking about this season like number one is the first i'm just going in the order that i was on these bonuses myself that i was exposed to them so the first bonus that i was on i'm going to call it the shared shared bonus pool so the practice has a certain amount they need to make and then everything over that you take a percentage of that say maybe 20 percent or something and everybody on the staff gets an equal slice of that bonus pie you know it's real awesome with a small staff because if your practice starts to do better and it usually will at first with increased engagement and motivation by your team then uh, you got nice little bonus pie everybody gets their own nice little slice everybody's happy but here's the big problem with that well there's two problems really one problem is that nobody works exactly the same so people are individuals people are always going to group up and they're going to decide that someone like sally's not pulling her weight and it's going to get kind of rough for sally they're you know they're just going to give her a tough time even if it's the silent treatment or whatever you know you see in the drama in your own practice that's going to happen uh, if somebody's not pulling their weight or if, if someone's perceived to not pull their weight so the shared bonus pool that's a problem because everybody's getting equal they think everybody should work equal another problem is what if the practice does take off and start to grow how's your team gonna really accept putting another person on staff to share and cut that pie in another slice it's going to be tough for them no matter how hard you try to explain but look this person bringing this person on is going to grow the practice and we're gonna have a bigger pie truthfully in many situations that never happens i've just seen many many practices that are on this bonus type adding people it doesn't always grow the practice and when it doesn't grow the practice all you did was cut the pay for your maybe original small team and maybe they are the ones pulling the big share of the load and you just cut their pay by hiring somebody else so you try to think about how they're going to treat that person and probably how they're going to treat you so that's one of the big problems that is probably the biggest problem with the shared bonus pool system the next problem is the problem bonus so i swapped from that one to this one it was called individual hourly wage bump so the the concept here is you don't worry about equally sharing stuff you just like okay sally we we're doing fifty thousand a month when i hired sally so as we grow go up from fifty thousand a month every time we go up so much i'm going to give sally a raise 
Okay. Well, I hired Mary at eighty thousand. So every time we go from eighty thousand, we're giving her a raise. And sort of, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that uh, the practice is growing because I hired Mary or I hired Sally. And the trick here is it's got a lot of problems too. Now it's a good bonus at first too, just like uh, the other one, because it gets some motivation going. But if it grows the practice, that's the problem. So when it grows the practice, you have the issue of, okay, I need more people. Well, it's not a problem. Sally certainly doesn't care if you hire Mary $30,000 down the road. But what really happens is Sally's going to throw some of the stuff she was doing because she was really trying hard to grow the practice and get her money up. Well, now that Mary's here, she's making a lot more money because she's already been part of the growth from 50000 to 80000 and she's going to throw some of those tasks that she was doing so well onto Mary's shoulders. And now Mary is going to have a tougher time growing the practice from 80000 to 100000 And Sally doesn't care as much because she's already getting a big raise and good grief. How much more money does she really want? I mean, of course, some people are motivated to really try to grow forever. But a lot of individuals are going to be pretty comfortable at a certain point and you're just not going to continue to get that return on investment from your older employees they just have every price that's on this bonus i see this happen and so while on the shared bonus pool bonus nobody wants to hire anyone else and this one everybody wants to hire somebody else because they would all love for three people to be doing their one job and you can't really afford that and you can't grow the price and this is the trick with this bonus man your overhead gets high when I was on this bonus, my overhead hit 70%, guys. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. My overhead right now for 2017 is 53%. I used to think people were liars when they would say they had 50% overhead. No, it's it's very possible. I, I didn't. I only have seen this in the last three or four years since my fire at my office because I lost a lot of employees that were paid very highly. Because I'd messed up and had them on this second bonus, and they got way too much money. Some of them were amazing, but I mean, good grief. Depending on where you're at, how could you possibly get more value out of a person after you're paying them in the top 5% of the area? It's just impossible. It was really a blessing in disguise when a lot of these people left my practice, and now I see, oh, good grief. You put people on a better bonus system that's not tied to money, but it's tied to other things that are very important for the practice that are sustainable and you you know your overhead goes way down the practice can then still grow and you don't have this huge monster runaway bonus thing eating at you Uh, so that's the problem with that bonus and then the last bonus system that is very prevalent in our profession that is also a problem is the individual statistic bonus okay now the problem with this bonus is not so much that statistics are bad i like statistics fine there was a time when i used to have a command center room that had 150 charts all around the walls that my staff drew out they kept their own statistics they had their own departments and areas and if they had growth in their area would give them a bonus and it was pretty fun for a while i bet my staff would say not not fun right it's taking you know taking part of their day off to draw charts and graphs they probably thought i was crazy and maybe i was crazy Uh, but i like to be able to look and see how the price was doing in different areas but the problem becomes it is far 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 easier to chart a statistic for a front office employee than a clinical assistant or a hygienist 
it just is folks it's nearly impossible i have tried it i came up with a bonus for clinical staff like it was a shared bonus for just the assistants because you know you, you can't tie an assistant to a patient all day because it you've got to pitch in everybody's got to help everybody in the clinical side on the in the back it's just the only way it can work efficiently and so we had to try to come with, and, and i had a complicated one that was pretty fair and kind of worked sometimes okay so if you're still on that bonus i would just encourage you take a listen to what we're going to say with the silicon valley bonus because it's way better uh, but you can keep statistics for front office people and and uh, reward them incentivize them but look uh eventually it's going to cause some resentment so if you're paying somebody a bonus for answering the telephone and getting somebody on the schedule that's fine but every office has one person that catches almost all the calls so if you have three people in the front de front desk one person's like quote unquote the receptionist they get all the phone calls they're going to get the bulk of the money okay and so your other team you can you can try to shine this up however you want to dental consultants it's not true okay it's not true it's always going to be the line share to one person you can say oh but this encourages everybody to grab the phone and answer it correctly look it's just not feasible to have more than a couple of people that really are good at answering the telephone it's just not and then even if there's two that one of them is going to have more opportunity than the other it's going to cause resentment i've seen it i've seen it not just in my practice but multiple practices okay it's just not so quit quit feeding everybody that line it's not the truth and you are going to cause resentment between the front desk and the back the clinical it's just the way it is okay it's just going to happen so that's the big problem with that bonus not now you will get some growth but it's going to be just like i said it's going to be a quick high and then it's going to fall off and there's not much you can do about that and all these bonuses are going to cause resentment in your practice and so I, look i think all three of these are what i'm calling the death spiral bonuses if you're on those be careful i've been on all three i've weaned myself off all three somewhat painfully at times honestly because team members when you mess with their pay it gets a little tricky okay you just have to wade very gently through those waters but if you can come through the other side get your team on some sort of motivational because i do believe in bonuses i believe in motivation engagement i think it's very important the power of full engagement there's a whole book about that that i think in the past i have uh, recommended i'm looking at my bookshelf and i do not see it off the top of my head but yeah the power of full engagement it is a great book and it is true you get the title pretty much tells you everything if you're fully engaged yes you'll get a lot more done and it's just just the way it is so I do believe in that, but you have to find a way to do it that doesn't cause long-term resentment and doesn't cause long-term increase in overhead. That's the big thing because that hurts you and your life, your private life away from the practice. If you have 70% overhead, you feel like you've just got to constantly gun and run to outrun that overhead, and you're never going to outrun that overhead monster. It's just not going to happen. So that's the second big thing we're going to do and talk about this season two is how to get your team on board motivationally try to inspire them best we can so that's it guys that's our big overview for season two next time we're going to try to talk to dental town director dr jason luchtefeld we're also going to go into more details on this silicon valley bonus system and if like i said if you want to get in on this training we're doing at siliconvalleybonus.com go ahead and sign up for that really excited to have you and we're this is going to be our big focus for a while 
because I have seen with my own two eyes how powerful this is, and it has staying power. It has very good staying power to keep your team motivated and engaged. So come next Tuesday, learn how we're doing that, and we'd love to have you there. Thanks for tuning in to this, guys. We're super excited about Season 2, and uh, we will see you next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin Show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice so when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of The Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in. Oh, 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 oh